Hey everyone, I hope you're good. I hope you are feeling well, wherever you're tuning in from. A quick shout out to say thank you for listening. Really exciting to see where this podcast is going and I have just managed to get myself sorted out with a Patreon. So to those who I know have been reaching out wanting to support this channel, um, please, if you do want to get involved, just go and head over to patreon.com forward slash Kovic. Uh, I've got a ton of stuff in there, a ton of goodies that you can get involved with. And this podcast is entirely supported and created through that. So uh, if you want to get involved, you always get early access to episodes, as well as a bunch of other fun stuff that I'll, I will leave you to discover. So without further ado, let's dive in. I'm excited about this one. So I'm going to hit the button now. Let's go. Welcome to episode number six of Kovic Talk. This is Definitely uh, going to be one to tune in for. I've got the absolute legends, the main man. It's Kelvin Jones in the digital house. Yo, how are you doing? What's good? I'm very well. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm all right. Whereabouts in the world are you right now? Are you in your in your Berlin? I'm in Berlin. Studio? I'm in Berlin. Not even in my studio because there's construction work going on. Just uh, in my uh, living room slash bedroom slash small home slash everything right now. How, I mean, yeah. how are you coping with the lockdown? You've you've been making tons of music, obviously, but how's it going in your sort of circles? Um, mm, mixed, mixed, because um, work-wise, it's it's you know, everything I think is mixed because you you got positives and negatives. So whilst I've had plenty of time to do uh, production work on my production side, and you know, and 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 that whole aspect of things in the songwriting, that's really kind of blossomed in a way that it could have never have done without this sort of break. Uh. Like you, I'm, I I missed out on a bunch of shows that would have you know would have been great to do. So it's it's it that's been mixed. And then personally, um, I've had one or two run-ins with COVID that you know far from pleasant. Having the fear of like, do I have it? And I just had a test like two days ago, and thankfully it was negative. But my mum had it at the start because she's a nurse. Um, right, and yeah. and she she caught it at work. Thankfully it wasn't anything serious. But so 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 anyway, through the whole thing, I would say mixed. You know what I mean? There's been positives, things that I like would have never expected to happen, and also things that which like, yeah, this sucks. I think it's been a really amazing journey to watch that. Like, I've loved watching it because we've gone from <laughs> did, we we did our tour, didn't we? End of two thousand, uh, end of twenty nineteen, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. And it's like you've come over, uh, you've jumped on my shows, I jumped on your shows, and like since then, you're you've just exploded in Germany and seeing the collaborations drop in. I mean the the um, lost frequencies track, and you're sitting there with like four month million <laughs> monthlies. It's just yeah. it's, I'm buzzing for you, man. It's so exciting. Thank you, and man. It's good you, to catch up, like and, and do and, this and, as well. And, and I have to, you you have been very. Um, it, sometimes it's like the the industry thing is like I'm excited for you, but you've legitimately, genuinely, every step of the way been excited for me, and I've seen it. And you like comment, you're like nice one. I'm like, oh, it's like it feels. I don't know. It's like it feels. Um, it's it's maybe it's a little bit rare in this in this. In, although like we don't have to be. Sometimes we are. I think we are all competitive in music, uh, even though there's no real reason to be. And when you see like people supporting each other, you feel like there's a uh, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a kinship with other musicians. For me, it warms my heart. It warms my heart. So I appreciate it and I see it. It's a good thing. What Part of the reason why I started this and why I wanted to start talking to musicians is to um, to bring that conversation around because you you hit the nail on the head. There's no space or no necessary benefit that comes out of competition, is there? Like when it, when everyone's working together, it's like that rising tide lifts all ships vibe and i think that now especially is a time where whether you're independent whether you're um 
working with labels it's just like now's just such an exciting time for music and i think to see you i, I mean like I, i'm interested in diving in a little bit in terms of your experience and especially for musicians who are listening and and getting some advice and understanding what it's like working with major labels understanding what your story was like developing as an independent i mean you are one of the hardest working people i oh, know well, when you. it comes to like when it comes to understanding that the team that you put around you is only as strong as the effort and the love that, that you kind of put in because jumping ahead a little bit, take me way back to your, to your childhood. When we were on tour, you always told these amazing stories of where the whole like Kelvin yeah, Jones psychology started. Like where did it all kick off for you? Um, so, so hi, I'm Kelvin Jones and I was born, I was born in Zimbabwe at zero years old, I was born in Zimbabwe. I was born in um, <laughs> in, a, in a place called Harare, uh, or Harare is, is how they'd pronounce it more like, um, which is the, the capital. But I, I was sort of, I lived sort of just off the capital of Zimbabwe. And, you know, I, I sort of had, I wouldn't say I had a, for, for Zimbabweans, an unremarkable childhood. You know what I mean? It was the, there wasn't anything particularly special in terms of like, compared to other Zimbabweans or, or people around me, but compared to the people that I know now and the the, the people that I grew up with in the UK, because I moved to UK when I was 10, it, it ended up, when I look back at it, I go, wow, I have a really kind of different story and a mixture of cultures, you know? You can even hear it in my voice. You can hear it, you know, it, the, the way that I speak. You can hear the accents that I've picked up from different places. Um, and that sort of has helped, in a sense, to 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 really appreciate all of this when you know you know it's funny you mentioned like the whole like you know four million monthly listeners or whatever it is that's all you know we both you and i both aware all of this stuff is temporary man all of that shit is temporary it's it's especially like you know looking at monthly listeners it's just like it's literally what's happening in that moment and once the song starts to get listened to less you drop down to you know i could have you know three million monthly listeners whilst one of the biggest artists in the world or whatever you know somebody way bigger could have a million it's like that's a good microcosm for what all of this kind of is a little bit, which is sort of temporary, you know? So to kind of tie that back in, having grown up in Zimbabwe being like, at least until I was 10 and having this kind of, uh, my family, like 99% of my family in Zimbabwe, I sort of think that has helped me to have an overlook of like, at least to try to maintain the the grand thing of what is really important and that this is temporary and this is, I love this and it's fun, but it's not the be all and end all as my dad says it's it's not everything there is so that's that's the thing that sort of that has offered me a little bit easier i'd say than somebody who perhaps only had one um sort of um culture and one upbringing i think it's a little bit easier when you've seen poverty and you've seen how kind of shitty life can get it's a little easier to access that part of your brain that goes appreciate this you know well you've always had that line um and you would tell this story every night on tour and something that really resonated with me it was that you, that you always felt rich and it didn't matter because you had your family you had music you had songs and dance and that to you since day one has always made you feel yeah it's not the most it, i i don't i you know <laughs> I, I i realized when i was like just starting music that i'm not gonna be the um bjorn or like the, the like I, I don't know if that's even the right example but like i'm not i realized very early on in my musical career that i'm not going to be the guy who's going to be 
uh, going, oh, I used a sword in this song and, and I changed the genre and I did this. I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily like the most craziest original thing. And that's what I pride myself on. And I say that because that ne- isn't most necessarily the origi- most original thought. But what I've always kind of prided myself on is I don't try to be different for the sake of being different because I saw that a lot when I was growing up. There was a time when I was like 15 or 16 where everybody, the whole joke was, look at how random I am. That was the whole, I don't know if you ever went through (laughs) that, but when I was about 15 or 16, it was like, oh, he's so random. And I didn't get it. And I was like, I don't understand what's funny about saying a random word just because it doesn't make any sense, doesn't make it funny to me. And so that that whole feeling of like, um, I didn't realize that maybe my upbringing was different to what is considered the norm, at least in the West, or that I wasn't, necessarily the richest kid or whatever i didn't i had the luxury to not realize it because not everybody um has that you know like even speaking to my girlfriend she was way technically way wealthier than i i was growing up technically but Mm. compared to everyone around her she was a she was much poorer so do you understand so she grew up actually feeling poorer than i did in zimbabwe so it, it sort of again that offered me the chance to to see that um there are other things besides money that that sort of um can make you feel rich or wealthy or normal or or, or or loved or whatever whatever it is that we're all looking for, you know? I just think it's just testament to almost everything around your music and your songs always have this really... Because I know you say that you, you don't want to be the most random or the most kind of off the wall, but there's such an authenticity there that I, I just connected with as soon as I came across your music... And obviously Thank going you, on tour and, and seeing the stories, it's just like, I knew, I just knew that, I mean, the, tra- the trajectory that you're on now is exciting, but what you've got in the future is, is even oh, more well, thank you, exciting well, if, if, you, so, if you keep up this, this energy. Yeah. And, you know, so you're, you grow up in Zimbabwe, you kind of get injected into British life as a 10-year-old, you start mm. playing music, and then you write a song called Call Me Home, right? This is one of the early songs that you, mm-hmm. that you wrote. Mm-hmm. And... You were telling me the feeling and bearing in mind that there's quite quite a lot of musicians that are going to be listening and interested in the story of, of how you kind of went on that trajectory at the start because you write Call Me Home, you essentially upload it to SoundCloud and that really is kind of where the Kelvin Jones story really begins musically, right? I mean, literally. Um, so do you do you know my full name? You, I'm, we must have spoken about it once or twice. I don't know if you remember that it's my name shame. is... Yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, damn, damn, son. You got me. You got. You got me feeling pretty good here. I'm like, what are you doing after this? (laughs) Hey, look. I listen. Pay attention to our chats. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Late at night in a travel lodge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, so, so it's literally where the Kelvin Jones story starts because um, my name is as you as you so rightly said is Tanache, and Kelvin is my middle name. So. Growing up, I was always Tanache. To my family, I'm Tanache. To the, my friends with whom I grew up, I'm Tanache. And when I was like, uh, when I was about 18 or 19 years old, I started playing in pubs in Portsmouth when I was at university. And I'd go on stage and I'd have my few songs and I'd play and I'd be like, all right, my name is Tanache. Thank you so much. And somebody, somebody would come up at the end. Tinshi, I thought you were so good. Or oh, t- tissue, your 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 music, t- your music really moves me. And I was just like, okay, yeah. this 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 is a problem, you know. And it became very clear quickly. So I was like, okay, I gotta I gotta figure something out. And I went with I I thought, okay, well, Kelvin, my my middle name uh, is seems like you know it will be easier to pronounce. But my surname is Mopani, and I was like, that also doesn't that's gonna lead to the same issue. Mm. So 
weirdly enough, I was watching a movie called Horrible Bosses. Do you have you heard of this movie? Have you seen yeah, this seen movie, it, yeah. dude? It's most, it's the stupidest movie in the world. Yeah, but it, it, it's 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 basically what like a, a forgettable flick. I, I I I would I think I think it's fair to say it's enjoyable, but it's not like a. I don't think it, I don't think they got any Oscars for that one, but yeah. but it, it it was a really fun movie I was watching at the time where I watched that week and there's a character in it called motherfucker Jones <laughs> and and for some reason this character's name just sometimes you get something stuck in your mind for like a week and it was just one of those things I was just walking around in my head I was like motherfucker Jones <laughs> so and, you're thinking right so if motherfucker Jones is taken what next what next and I combined and I you know very cleverly I was like oh what if it's Kelvin Jones and that's where I got the the surname so literally at, at that time is is when the whole Kelvin Jones thing so I didn't actually upload the song to SoundCloud, I I, pl- I upload, or maybe I, no, no, I did first. I did it first. Uh, you're right, actually. You remember my story better than I do. <laughs> do you want to take over? You you, you go for yeah, it, yeah. man. You go for it. Um, so I just need a haircut real quick, and then I'll be back. <laughs> exactly. Um, so essentially, I, I so I wrote this song, um, and I uploaded it to SoundCloud and to YouTube, and it had like a few hundred, you know, it, it had a few hundred views on on YouTube, and I remember, dude, I remember being so excited when I got a hundred downloads on SoundCloud. That was like the big moment for me. That big. was the, all right, big boy's coming into town now. Yeah. Like that, that was Start like- counting the, the dollars, man. Ding, 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 ding. You know, it was <laughs> yeah. that moment. I remember like I called my mom up uh, at like 11 or 12, or like midnight. I think it was even like midnight or something. I was that excited. I was like, mom, you're not going to believe this. Like I got a hundred downloads. Of course you home on SoundCloud. I was like this, and I tried to explain. I was like a hundred people, one hundred people decided that my song that I made from nothing is worth downloading, mm. and that's something that we should really like always r- try to keep in mind. Yeah. It gets tougher and tougher with with as the numbers get crazier and weirder to try to because you can imagine a hundred people, but it's, it's hard when it's like even a thousand people. You go, okay, what does that look like exactly? But anyway, I was super excited, and then by chance. Somebody who I went to school with, or with whom I went to school when, uh, when I was like in in secondary school, he saw the song on YouTube, and he uploaded it to Reddit. Unbeknownst to me, and dude, I was like literally, I was um, I was out at like a. I remember I I was always like the nerd who never went out because I was just always playing playing music, and I was always like working on my crappy productions, and. One night, my friends convinced me to go out. They were like, all right, we're going to go to... I think it was even a club. I think it was like, we're going to go to a bar and then go to a club. And I was like, oh, gosh, like, I don't want to do this. But, hey, I got to be a normal human every once in a while. So we went out and it was, like, early. It was maybe, like, I don't know, 12 or something. And I don't know why we were in this kind of weird sort of in-between bar and club kind of situation. And my phone starts going, like, crazy. My phone is just, like, buzzing in my pocket. And I have no idea what's going on. And this was before Tinder. So you, I knew it wasn't yeah. Tinder. Because I, 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 <laughs> that's usually what it's like. That's usually what it is. Like, I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. is that Tinder time again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so then I, 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 check, I check my phone. I'm going, what the hell is going on? And I'm just kind of ignoring it and like paying attention to whatever half conversation can only happen in a bar slash club. And eventually it's just like, okay, this is ridiculous. And I, I look at my phone and I start scrolling. And it didn't end. It was just Twitter notifications endless. Like I didn't even get to the end of the notifications, honestly. And I see a message from my friend, um, another friend, another guy who uploaded it. And he goes, dude, you're the number one thing on Reddit right now. And thankfully I knew what Reddit was. And I was just like, oh shit. This, it was one of those like, one of those moments, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
and I immediately and I'm and I'm not exaggerating. I ran home. I ran like twenty minutes home. I I immediately just like said, "All right, I gotta go." And like like I don't even know if I said goodbye to everybody. I was like, "I gotta run. I gotta go." And I ran twenty minutes home, and uh, this guy um, he he called me up, and he was like, "Dude, your 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 number one is a friend of mine. Your number one thing on Reddit right now. You need to and thank thank goodness for him. He was like, "You need to get." To a laptop right now, you need to convert as many people as you can from Reddit to your Facebook, to your social mm-hmm. media, to somewhere where they can stay as, as quickly as you can. So I ran home, put the links up. Hey, this is me. I'm the guy who wrote this song. Got everybody, like, you know, the song went from, like, a, you know, hundred to a few hundred views that evening to I stayed up the whole night because, you know, America was ticking over through the whole night. Mm-hmm. And by the morning, by the time I eventually went to sleep at 10 in the morning or something, it was I think just it just hit like a million, which wow. is insane. And especially five years ago, that's even more insane. Yeah. Now a million is maybe less so, but especially five years ago, the numbers that was just like, how did this even happen from some crappy recording? I mean, I have a much more expensive, better mic than I did back then, you know. And mm. it it was just like a testament to just like you create something, and if it if it has whatever that thing is at the core of it there's nothing that can kind of ruin it. It's hard to ruin it, you know, because it was a crappy recording through a DI with a crappy camera, crap, crappy microphone, not even to click, nothing with like the worst sub bass that I, it was really a disaster of a recording. But it but, had character. But it had character and, and more importantly, the core of whatever that thing is in the song was there. Mm. And people connected to it without any advertising, any money put into it, people just connected to it. And that's, again, another thing, so many lessons that I have to remind myself of constantly these things that you learn that are kind of they just never change yeah and it must have been even more exciting knowing that that was other people that had found so much value in that that they were sharing it and perpetuating that and it i think that songs you know you're sitting there in a studio you're creating these things and then one goes out there and just captivates the imagination and the attention Mm. of hundred thousand mm. million people it's just nuts man it's you know what what it one of the things another story that i i rarely tell this story but i've, I've had like run-ins with people in my life like that are people that i met only like for a short moment in my life but they changed my life so drastically and they might never ever know it um i've already mentioned two in this story alone these are people who i only spoke for a brief maybe i knew like the guy who uploaded the song on reddit he's so gracious I, I said, hey, what can I do for you? How can I thank you? How can I want you? Ah, no, all good, all good. And mm. we, we spoke maybe a couple of times since then. Hey, if you ever want to come to a show, hey, you're set for life. I mean, you know, but people who were just like, yeah, all good, no worries. And the, the guy who was like, you got to get on Facebook, he just gave me some help. Cool, all good, no worries. And this is another one of those where a few weeks before uh, this happened, I was playing in this, so I was playing in this pub that was like my pub. I was like, I was like, this is my pub. This is like, uh, they had an open mic every Thursday night. And I was like, I'm going to like, I'm there every Thursday. I'm going to make sure like they know like, hey, this is like, almost like this is Kelvin's place. Like I go there and I kill it every single Thursday night. And after a few weeks, they were super lovely. And it was kind of feeling like that vibe. Like, uh, I wouldn't say it was Kelvin's pub, but it was just like, I was expected to be there. You know what I mean? It was like, oh, where were you last week? You know, that was the place that I turned up every single Thursday. Anyway, it was a tiny place really really tiny like smaller than you know like a, a, a tiny pub a, a, a typical english pub they stuck like an open mic thing no real stage or anything just in the corner and it was the same group of like three or four people who'd play each week 
and the same three or four drunk people who were there every single time and and some not not so drunk people but largely drunk people who were there anyway one week this kid uh his name was Kieran I believe at or Kier Kier sorry not Kieran it was Kier and he came from Isle of Wight I remember it very well he had this dyed black hair he came out of nowhere dude like and I was there every week just playing my acoustic cute songs like you know I wrote this song and I think you know I was essentially writing songs to play in pubs and he came in with a fucking Marshall amp and some like Ibanez or some like fucking badass guitar and he had like a drummer with him and they tore the place up like you the pain of having your place taken from you of like you were you used to rule this place you you were the guy we've all been there yeah I was the guy and then he came in one week and he's doing these look I shit you not the stuff he was doing with the guitar to this day I don't I, I, I swear to you, he invented things on the guitar because I, you know, I'm, I'm a huge guitar nerd and I was always like super into electric guitar and I, 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 I couldn't play anything. I definitely couldn't play anything, but I, but I knew all this stuff that the, the general stuff, oh, you can do that. You can bend, you can do this with a whammy bar. You can do, he'd invented, he did this thing, like this little trick with the whammy bar and bending and some I was like, how did, where did you get that from? I was like, this is a prodigy, you know, it literally just like a prodigy. And everybody's going nuts in the place. It was like, you know, there were maybe like seven or eight people in the pub, but it felt like, oh, two. It felt huge. It was like, mm. everyone was like, the the place was on fire, dude. And I'm sat there with my fucking acoustic guitar going, oh, good damn, screw this guy. And so I go up to him very, uh, with my with my puppy dog eyes and I go, hey man, you, you played really well. It's like crazy good. Do you think we can jam together next week? What I really meant was, I'm going to fuck you up next week. <laughs> That's what I really meant. Yeah. And, I, and he was like, yeah, no problem, man. So he goes and has a lovely week, I'm sure. And I immediately, like that evening, like I, I swear to you, I didn't go to university. One day You're I was just practicing. Yeah. Dude, You're I was like, practicing, practicing. Yeah. I was getting my chops because these guys didn't know that I played electric guitar. Mm. They just knew me as the acoustic guy with a you know, nice voice in the songs. I was like, no, no, next week I'm about to blow this place. Like it's, it's, it's going to be crazy because they have no idea what to expect. And he doesn't think that I can do because he just, he, he has no idea. So I, it was an ambush, to be honest. It was an ambush attack. And so I'm every single night, I'm practicing my scales, I'm practicing everything. And come Thursday night, it was a Thursday open mic, come Thursday night, I come in with my Marshall amp and, and my, my, my squire, my squire strat. And I'm like, all right, here we go. And they're like, oh, Kelvin's got the, oh, interesting, okay. He's like, he looks back at me, almost like in a movie, man. He looks back at me almost in slow motion. And he's like, all right, so should we do it in, uh, should we do it in E? We just do a one, four, five. I'm like, cool, I'm with you, man. You do your thing, off you go. He starts, you know, he's, he's on. I'm like, all right, cool, cool, cool. Let him vibe, let him vibe. And then I'm in. Like I land like a fucking jet and the place goes nuts. It, it, it is crazy. And we're both like, he looks back at me like, oh shit. Like I thought this dude was just going to do like some yeah. chords behind me or whatever. And we just like lock in and we are like crushing it, dude. Like it was that as good as the week before was, this was just like, Eat, like ten, it was insane it was insane for the, for those eight people in that pub it was insane <laughs> it was like this was our night and nobody else's yeah. and after like you know rocking it for like 45 minutes or whatever or way too long way too many solos I grab my guitar my martial lamp and I'm feeling feeling proud of myself and I'm feeling like a rock star I, I was like I, I showed them I can do this you know mm. and I'm walking out of the pub and the bartender this kid who couldn't have been older than I don't know 22 23 
He's literally, again, it's all so cliche, but he was really like just wiping like the glass, like in the cliche movie. As mm. I'm about to walk out, he goes, hey, uh, Kelvin, um, you, you, didn't, you didn't play the song from last week. I really love that song. And it was just like, like he could not have cared any less about what I, all the notes and the, the bullshit I was doing on the guitar. It didn't matter to him. That was the first time anybody ever said to me, you didn't do, can you repeat that thing? That was the first time. Every time I was playing stuff, like, cool, yeah, come back next week. But that was the first time somebody remembered something and wanted it again. And it was Call You Home. That was the song. It's like the one that was like uh, the home song. You didn't play it again. And my heart sank in the best way. It was like, it was humbling. I was like, oh, okay, this is what connects with people. Not that playing guitar doesn't, but it has to do it in the right way and not just to show off. Mm. And so I literally put down the electric guitar. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to focus on writing songs that make people go, can you play that again? That made people feel something that, you know, whatever he felt. And that's when everything changed for me. It wasn't about showing off anymore. And it's a lesson, again, that I have to remind myself all the time and remember this story of like, you can play as many notes as you like, but when, when, you, when you have the right song, the right message, when you connect with people, that, that means way more than, than impressing them, you know? That is, that's going to go a long way. And that's what, you know, when we played shows, that's what it was always about. It wasn't about, look at how well I can sing or how impressive this is. It was just like, this is my story. This is who I am. Let's connect. That's what every night the objective was. Can we connect? And that's what it was. So yeah, that's uh, another story I rarely tell, but that was a big, uh, had a big impact on me, you know? I think a lot of people relate to that because you're, you're kind of describing that battle between your own ego in a nutshell, mm. isn't it? It's just like, definitely as musicians... I, I know what it's like. I, I mean, my first instrument was drums. Grew up mm. listening to like Dave Grohl's was and still is my hero. But like yeah. you, would, you would you would learn everything that they could play and then you would try and do better or try and do a solo or such <laughs> or just these technic, technical kind of tiny little incremental increases in being able to be technically perfect. And then you wake yes. up one, one, one morning and it's just like... You could you could put three notes in a in a in a gang choral harmony that everyone wants to sing along to, and it and it just wipes the floor with it. And you Absolutely. have to battle that thing in your minds because maybe as artists we are always conscious of how people think about us and whether we're talented of, or whether our songs course. are good or whether we can play piano well enough. And it's just like that's such a great story, man. I love that you shared that. Thank you. You know, it's 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 a it's it's. I, I was talking to somebody else recently about. Um, I just had a song, uh, this song, Love to Go, with Lost Frequencies. And I didn't, I didn't write the song. And I've been very open about that, that I didn't write the song. It's the first mm. time I've ever released a song that I didn't write on. My heart and breaks. It, it took me... It <laughs> My heart breaks. I thought that was yours. Oh, it took you know me... What? Just, just hang up. I'll up. see just, you later. <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah, you're like, oh, sorry, we can't have you on this. But um, you know what, man? You, you did kill that. Like, your voice on that sounds well, amazing. Well, th thank you. But here's the, the reason why I bring that up is because it took me five years to get to a place where I could release a song that I didn't write. Mm. Every time, you know, it was always a, a question. It was always brought up, hey, there's some songs. Hey, do you want to sing this? What do you think? It was always, you know, writers send you songs or whatever. And it, I was, it never sat right with me because I was like, well, I'm a songwriter. I, I have to tell my story. This is what I'm here for. That's 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 what people kind of come to me for. That's what I bring. And it felt weird to, to take somebody else's song and all of that, and I could never sit right with it. But you know what? A large part of it was just that I felt I hadn't proven myself to other people and to myself. So it was the feeling of like, if I sing somebody else's song, am I then not capable of writing? Is that is that what that means? 
Like, am I really not good enough to write Are my you, own songs? Like, you admitting know? defeat that you don't have exactly. the quality to, That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfectly said. I couldn't have said it better. It was. It felt like admitting defeat. It felt like, okay, I can't do it. Can I get help? That's how it mm. felt. And it took me a long time. It took me five years and a few hits under my belt that I can that I could look at myself in the mirror and go, I can do this. That that, did, that it's, did, it's, is it not like I mean throwing yeah. back though to call you home. Yeah, I would have thought that would have been such a definitive moment. And am I right that that when that that had some accolades to it? That was I, huge. I, that was did huge. it go platinum in Germany? Uh, no, no, no. Only only went gold in Germany, but it was it was. I love that. Only went gold. So no, well, no, yeah. compared to platinum. Yeah, yeah compared yeah, to platinum. Yeah. Um, but it it was it was played on Super Bowl adverts in the US. It's it's got like I think on Spotify combined like. 80 million streams. It, 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 it did very well. It did enough to, 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 yeah. to make me feel like I'm a writer. But it's also, it's also interesting, isn't it, that even with an accolade like that at 19 years old, you still can run into troubles and doubt yourself down the line. And it's just oh, like... Oh, completely. It's, and the it's fight's not over. A, and the fight's not over. I'm still, even now, like I'm like in the last few days, I felt really shitty um, about... How, I don't want to out people, but like there are some situations that have been where I've again, that, that have made me question myself as a writer because thankfully I'm sort of getting into bigger and better writing rooms, but that also comes with, am I worth being in these rooms? Am I doing my job? Am I, am I keeping up with everybody? And even when you do, you still question yourself. You still go, you know, am I really at that level or are they, are they just kind of going, ah, let's just let him in. He's like the artist or he's blah, blah, or whatever other reasons you, you, you make up a million reasons why you're there other than you deserve to be there. You know, at least I do. And, that with, with love to go it was again such a such a lesson because i heard this song from some friends of mine some good friends of mine who wrote this song and i heard it a year ago maybe or a year and a half ago and i immediately i was you know we were just in a session and it's one of those where somebody plays you you go what, what have you been working on lately and they play you a song and i go oh crap and it kind of ruined the session because there's nothing i could do better than that song i was like everything i was right i was like yeah i don't know it's not that good and I just kept on going back to this song. And I said, hey, what's going on with that song? What's the plan? And they're like, yeah, we're not sure. We just wrote it. We're not sure who's going to bring it out, to be honest. And I was like, well, if you don't find anybody. And this was, I was just tentative. I was like, if you don't find anybody, maybe I give it a go. I wasn't even like, I'll really, I was like, I'll, I'll just try it. I'll try it. And they're like, yeah, okay, we'll think about it. Like, they were like, yeah, okay, if, if you're down for it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. And I was still a little bit unsure. And a year passed and I found the song on my, I was just cleaning out my laptop and I, I was like, oh, what's this thing? And I hear the song, living in the fast lane time. And I go, oh, this song. I love this song. I, what's so I send him a message. And they go, oh, we're about to release it um, with, 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 uh, with this girl, Zoe. Um, we're not really sure. We're figuring out some production stuff. And I go, well, is it possible for me to just try it? Can you check with Zoe if it's okay? Just just to try it. I you know I, I'm I'm open other. They go Kelvin. Tell her, it's okay. tell, her tell her motherfucker Jones is it? Nah, nah. Well, here's 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 the great part. Okay, all right. Here's the great part. Listen. So they go. Yeah, we'll check with her, but I'm sure it's fine. Zoe's yeah. super gracious. Yeah, no problem. Give it a give it a go. Whatever works. And I go in. Went went to Hamburg and sang the song, and got the vocals. And at the time, it coincided with me having just met uh, Lost Frequencies or like a few months before that, or I guess. And we were sort of talking about doing a song together. So I just sent him the vocal and friends of his had been already working on the song with the girl, with Zoe. And they brought the song together and he was like, yeah, I think we can do this. And suddenly we had this thing blossom. And now the song went like into the billboard. Like my first ever song to go on the billboard charts. 
it's the reason that it went up to like 4.8 million month like it, it it brought so much things and all of it was big or started because i learned the lesson at some point to be humble enough to go i can write songs and i can sing songs and because i know that i can do that i have the confidence to sing this and go this is great and i can feel it when i sing it i know the emotion and it doesn't feel fake to me you know so i got to reap the rewards of this because of the lesson that uh, that i learned because if i hadn't learned like you know and it's not for everybody not everyone you know it's really not for it's it's your own journey but for me i got to a place where i went some things i can do myself like my last single i've written and produced that on my own so it's like that's that is I, I, st- I know that I'm capable of doing that. You know what I mean? Like, I know that I have the ability to do that. So that allows me to kind of breathe and go, okay, let me try this. I think this is great. Um, and the reason why that's funny, the whole thing, is because Zoe ended up having biggest, one of the biggest hits worldwide with this song, Control, uh, Lose Control. I was going to uh, ask if you were talking about Zoe Wees. Yeah, exactly. Huge. So, you know, it's just, again, Mate, a testament exploding. to her. A testament to her going, her trust in her own, in herself, her confidence, as she always says, yeah. like, the confidence is the sexiest thing. Of like she was confident enough to go, go ahead, sing the song. I've got, I've got my own story to tell, and I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, do, I'll be slightly uh, above in the billboards next I'll time. Do, and it's just like she's way just above. Like, oh, but the, mate. It's, uh, and again, congrats it's, it's to her as well. By oh my way. goodness, like, she's the sweetest huge as well. Congrats to Zoe, and she's Massive. the sweetest. I, I hate when people are super successful and they're so nice. Yeah, it's it. irritating, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I hate it. I hate yeah. it. It's just like have have the decency to be a dick. Yeah, if you're exactly. gonna be. <laughs> there's exactly. a guy called Alvaro Soler. Uh, who I supported. He's like this most gorgeous Spanish man that to ever exist. He's just like, he's not even, he's barely real. I, I, he's barely right. real. Like my girlfriend in a heartbeat would leave me like that. <laughs> in a, in, in a, That's not true. That's in not a true. heartbeat. Dude, dude, I've, I've been, we've been on tour together and I'll be in the middle of a conversation and I'll be like, hello? <laughs> and I'll be like, he's right behind me, isn't he? <laughs> you know, like, but anyway, the most go- gorgeous man, but as if that wasn't enough he's this fucking kindest person in the world and i and i hate him for it i hate him for it i'm just like have the decency to be awful exactly you know anyway what what? can you do but yeah these people man they make me sick (laughs) you you know what you as well you make me sick as well you and your talent well well, here's here's where here's the thing i'm a lovely chap but I look like a foot, so that's where it that's that's where it comes together, you know. It's just like <laughs> I've got. <laughs> uh, I'm going for that uh, Ed Sheeran, Louis Capaldi vibe, where I'm like, I look homely. I'm like, oh, he, he looks like a, <laughs> he, you know, he's got a nice voice. You know, that's what I'm going for. <laughs> oh, fucking brilliant! Oh, but man. how did it feel when when it started to go though when you do have whether you look back at call your home or you yeah. look at the lost frequencies thing recently um when you have something that just takes on that momentum and it really starts mm. to fly what's it like being kelvin jones in that moment are you getting the calls from the labels are you getting calls left front center are you are you coping with the stress okay mm. is there like a psychological battle that goes on how does it feel when you're in that moment that is a good question. Um, so, okay, I can talk you through it. The first time I had that overwhelming influx of um, things going on was with uh, Call Your Home going viral. That evening, that night when it was just like every second there was a notification. Um, that felt really, um, and I hate to be so derivative, but unfortunately it's the most accurate way to describe it, but it felt like an out-of-body experience. It felt like I was watching it happen to somebody else. It felt like that thing of like, well, I don't win the lottery. Somebody else wins the lottery. And now 
that person is me. But it didn't feel like I'm winning. It still didn't feel like I'm the one winning the lottery. It didn't feel like mm. I was the lucky person. So it felt really odd in that sense. The elation is incredible. The elation in those moments when you have a number one song or, you know, whatever it, whatever it is when you find out, when you get the phone call from your manager, hey, we just got this show, we just got this radio, The something huge. The elation is just like... It, it's 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 unworldly it, it, it's so not um it's it's so uh rare. it's a detachment from reality isn't it it's it a really is detachment yeah i, I know it really but, is yeah. in in the best and worst ways because i'm trying to sort of uh list the positives before i get into the negatives so i don't so i can feel like i'm i'm, I'm not a screwed up human being but the thing about it is i'm so hyper aware of the fleeting nature of all of it and maybe too much, but I'm glad I'm on this side of it than on the other side. I'm hyper aware when I have number a number one song, The Only Way Is Down From Here. I'm hyper aware that we have a few weeks or we have a, a week or three days until you're not that. I'm hyper aware when, you know, when Call You Home is going viral that, all right, now the messages are getting less. Oh, they're getting less. Okay, they they eventually is going to go to nothing. And I'm hyper aware of the fact that my career might be, might have already hit a peak. I don't know, might be heading towards a peak, but it doesn't last forever. And that actually being that that overall arc being aware of that has helped me a bunch actually that's been good for me good for my um my well-being Be, because i think a lot of people don't a lot of musicians unfortunately don't grasp that until after it's gone that mm. it's gonna go i don't expect to be played on the radio in 10 years time if i am that'd be great um but that's but, gonna that's gonna come back to how you grew up isn't it it's like your mechanisms of how you orientate yourself have have probably never really changed much. So like I'm sure you've mm. been knocked around a bit and your your kind of guiding has been a little bit left and right here and there but you you've always come across to me like someone who's just always orientated in the right way. You work hard, you crack on and and whatever comes is a bonus. It's not like yeah. you expect anything. Well, that's that's a family uh thing. That's to do really in all that's all thanks to my family. That's my having a which which again i learned these things i learned when i was 22 years old that not everybody has a stable family i i just sort of when you come from when you're blessed enough to have a mum and dad who, who who love you more than anything a brother who will do anything for you and you're surrounded with this all of this love you don't question it and you don't you don't actually even consider that it could be different even though mm. it's there it's it's you know i really understand when people kind of say I wasn't aware of this other culture. I really get that because when you're in a bubble, even though it seems obvious, like, yeah, obviously not everybody has a stable family and obviously not everybody has that. But it wasn't to me until I was 22 years old and I was like, wow. I started looking around and talking to people and asking. I was like, hey, do you get along with your brother or sister? And they're like, ah, no, not really. Or we, we, we do, but we're not like closest friends. I was like, mind blown, you know? So I really have to, that, that, that sort of stability. I remember a really good friend of mine, um, said it was, it was my old manager and he said you know the the, the reason why we want to work with you is because is largely because of your family because you have this stability you have this foundation as he put it and so i know that you know if things go um kind of like if things get messed up i know that i can go back to my family i know that that doesn't change i know that they don't love me any more any less because I'm, in fact my mom wants me to be, to, to be a doctor so i know she doesn't love me more because i'm a musician you know so she's just super disappointed with all the success in the music it's, it's like yeah it's a disappointment she, she she's like please put those plaques elsewhere they're disgusting yeah. no that was the, that was the most disgusting thing i ever said that was just a joke um but but anyway 
to answer your question or try to answer your question, I really also have to say another, this is a lesson I'm really still learning is I, the, the way that I've sort of managed to navigate myself here so far is by messing up a lot. I mess up a lot and I'm not good at a lot of, there's a lot of things that, that, that are my weaknesses. I think you can attest to it almost, almost as much as anybody else that organization is far from my strength. It's, it's organization. And, um, there are so many things that, that I, I've, you know, I, when you become a musician, so I'm trying to say 15 things at once. Um, the planet Jupiter, sorry. Um, <laughs> so when, when you, um, when you become a musician at first, you're just kind of like a, you're, you're a singer or whatever you are. And then suddenly, as you know, better than I do, in fact, you're suddenly a boss. You're suddenly a leader of people. You know, you suddenly have people who you you work with them, but they 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 you they need to follow your direction. You know, you're you've the one who goes. Got, you've got mouths to feed. You've got responsibilities. Also true. Above also true. Just, just supporting yourself, which is a, it's a pressure, isn't it? Exactly. That's not something that's necessarily uh, when you're playing guitar and writing songs in, in a pub. That's not necessarily anything you're thinking about. You're just thinking, I just want to sing my songs, and. That I le- I learned by fucking that up completely many times, many many times, and still I'm still learning how to do that. I I micromanage like I could list my flaws like we could we could you know there could be the rest of the podcast. I micromanage like crazy. I'm super picky. I you know if you want to do right now we're doing a music video, the notes that I send, dude. Like I, I I like I said afterwards like my second book comes out next year because that's the that's the amount of notes that I send for a music video where they're like, for goodness sake, like, we just want to, why, I, I can understand, I'm absolutely frustrating to work with, I, 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 I'm, I know that I, like, I'm fully aware of, like, the things that I need to work on, and the thing that I'm trying to learn right now is how to accept that I'm a work in, pro, uh, in progress, that's the tough thing, is accepting. Yeah, do you think that that's also kind of the beautiful thing, I mean, me, me and you have had plenty of conversations about this before, mm. but, like, you don't have a hope in hell unless you're prepared to fail forward. Like in music, if you expect to mm. start being a musician and just succeed, yeah, like constantly, you're in the wrong game. It's never going to happen. You have but to. You're like fucking up is a complete a- natural part. Of Absolutely. Any, I think anything. It's not even just music. People listening to this are going to be like, oh, it's, yeah, it's just like my life. Everyone has. And you either deal with that failure and and understand the, that it's a friend in disguise and it's mm. helpful because yeah. you can now you know get that guidance mechanism a bit more yeah, accurate yeah man but it's interesting to hear that that you still feel like that as you oh as... absolutely even more so than i did even last year as things get crazier i see so much more i, I guess as i <laughs> it's that thing of like uh, i've forgotten what the, this curve is called but there's this the, the, there's a name for this curve which is like uh where you when you don't know how to do something you think you're the greatest at it then you learn Oh no no sorry sorry you 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 think it's incredibly hard at first of all that you can't do it and then you learn just a little bit and then you go I'm the greatest thing that ever happened to music and then you learn a little bit more and you go oh no I'm the worst thing that's ever happened to this and then you just grad you just it's an asymptote and you're just trying to get back to a place where you have this that confidence but you don't I don't think you ever get to this place mm. so for me I've sort of gone over the place where I was I don't know 18 or 19 or wherever whatever age I was where I was at my most arrogant and thought that I was like the shit I've definitely gotten over that and I'm somewhere at the bottom of the curve where I'm trying to figure out okay where I my own thoughts the way that I look what I see in the mirror is probably harsher than the reality Mm. of, of who I am because I bring myself down so much about 
I didn't get back to, to, to this many messages. I, I haven't done this email. I haven't, oh, this person's waiting on this. And I didn't, oh, that, I didn't do that. Or I said this thing or whatever. There's so many things or like, you know, that, that I'm beating myself up about. And I'm sort of right now, I'm just trying to get back to sort of accepting, not, 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 um, not accepting and not learning and not changing. That's a different thing, but accepting that, okay, I'm not a perfect person and I have my weaknesses and things that I need to learn, uh, learn things that I need to lean on other people for, you know, what, that was a big area for me being able to let go and being able to go, okay, I'm going to trust my manager to do this. I'm going to trust my brother to help me out with this. I'm, whatever it is to trust other people to be like, I don't need to hold on so tightly to everything, you know? So th- these are th- things that I'm learning right now and trying to figure out, to be honest. And I've, you know, there's that whole thing of like, uh, you learn more from your failures than you do from your successes. And I've got a bunch of failures, dude. I've got a bunch of big failures that I I learned a ton from, you know. Well, I think while you also do take that moment, I mean, you know, we had a phone call the other day and I just said, Look, it's, it's so cool to see what's happening with you because uh, you have just had this massive rise at the moment. And, and the first thing you said to me was like, well, if, wow, if that's what it looks like from the outside in, it doesn't feel like that. And I thought, well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's great on the one hand, because you are so grounded and you're always looking at that like a fleeting thing and you're always working towards the next thing and you're producing your own records and you, you know, you release the music at such a rate. But but you must also take that moment where you do take some time to yourself and you have a bit of a, like a meditate on yeah. where you are. I'd say that without um, boasting and I don't think it is a boast, I think I'm one of the few people that I know who really takes the time to to actually, that's, that's, I'm glad you mentioned that because I sort of showed one side of it but not the other side. I really make a point to 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 mark occasions. I really, it's a really important thing to me and I feel like uh, it's, it's, it's sort of a disease that's around this industry, at least as, as far as I can uh, see, but also people in general that, that you don't, uh, you don't celebrate your successes. Uh, or celebrate just your your yeah you know what your successes like I I've got a really good friend of mine and he this like really genuinely warms my heart to a point where I'm almost close to tears because he posted in his Instagram story he just posted my latest single and he was like hey congratulations on your first production I know how much this means to you because mm-hmm. he really knows how long I've been working on trying to be a better producer because I was like not happy with the productions that I that I that I was doing and I was I was like I could never release this and I finally got to a point where I produced and released something and I said to my girlfriend like we got to get some steak we got to celebrate not not because the song is a success not because, because of what you've it, done because something I've done it and it's out, do, out yeah. man and it's it's that that is a tick we did uh, we did a whole day celebrating I, I had a much smaller production that I did like a, a couple of years ago a song called Magnetic which is like barely is an acoustic production essentially it wasn't anything like this giant task of this song that I've done and we took a day and went to Hamburg and did the whole went we went to like a breakfast the whole day was just about this song it was the, it was one of best days of my life we went my, my girlfriend planned it. we went had like some brunch some beautiful place and some gardens we went like um I, I think on a boat we did like a picnic we went to a studio listened to the song super loud we marked the occasion you know and when i had uh, a number one with a song called only thing we know we spoke so much me and uh and france alafarben and and the you know us guys we said we're gonna grab a kebab and we're gonna grab a wagyu like this fancy beef kebab yeah, yeah. when this song goes like if if this song goes number one and it was number one for five weeks and we never did it and that still makes me sad i go people we ge- we generally hold on to the defeats and we let go so quickly and don't even mark the occasion when something 
comes through that we've worked so hard on and we really need to because again it's fleeting and i don't want to look back and be like i was always like i was always worried it's going to end or i was always sad and i didn't actually take a moment to enjoy it i i make sure i make sure we take a day to enjoy you know people around me to enjoy and to understand hey this is big what we've done here this is great it doesn't matter whether the outside world agrees or not we've worked our asses off on it mm-hmm. and we've done it and we're proud of it and we love it and and so let's celebrate let's enjoy it you know that's important yeah, to me. It's I think it's so really true. important. And, and it is just a big moment for you. And, and again, like congrats to get to that point. Just like you say, regardless of anything, the fact that you set that target for yourself and you said, I want to get my skills up to the point that I feel comfortable that this release is quality enough to put out there to the world. And I, I you know, I, I, I see on your live streams and I see on the stuff you've been doing, it's, it's hours, isn't it, in the production stuff? Like people don't realize yeah. the hours and hours that go into producing music. It's a huge, it's like learning a language, learning all those Absolutely. plugins, understanding all the finer details of frequency control and like how to oh, mix stuff man. in stereo and get the masters ready. It's just crazy. So congrats, and man. Thank you very much. And it's, it's, it's beyond the technical aspect. It's the mental thing of going constantly because you hear you hear your thing a million times and having to get over your mental thing because when you've heard nobody listens to a song that many times and to still uh, be in love with it or like get out of your own way of like oh now it sucks because i've heard and i'm bored of it or whatever or changing things just because you're bored of it there are so many aspects so many things i learned during this like during this production that like it was a whole journey for me man it was a whole journey and then it comes out and it's two minutes 30 seconds you know it's two minutes it's barely anything but it was a i recorded the vocals three or four times in different places i recorded the guitar five times there's a point where this song took me three years from the first from the from the first time i uh, from the from the first writing session Mm. to finishing it it took three years three years in the making for two minutes and 30 seconds you know so it's a whole journey in this so if i don't celebrate what the hell am i doing you know like it it took so So much when you have it when you when you get in your stake in then for this one so we we tried to already unfortunately but 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 it didn't work yet unfortunately but within within the this week this coming week, mm. I'm absolutely going to have a, a, an evening with just some steak and some wine and just, just chill at home and just kind of be like, hey, we did this. We did this. You know, we got to this place. Good, man. And you know what? Um, not pointing any fingers, but as you know, me and you, we had a bit of a struggle getting our setup working today, didn't we, for this podcast? Oh, no. Here we go. Here I we don't go. Know who, well, look, I don't know whose fault that was, but... Well, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big producer here, so I, <laughs> it couldn't have been me because I... <laughs> But look, I've got to ask you because we, we're going to do this again down the line, and and I'd I'm and I'm so glad that when, when we tried to do this podcast first, it didn't quite work out schedule wise, uh, mm-hmm. and now we now we've done it at such a great point because you've sit, you've had this like rise, you had the billboards, you've had the al- you know you the, keep saying that I appreciate it, I, I know, but like <laughs> I, I'm so excited to see what's going to happen in the future and what is next for you, like what are you sitting there plotting for 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 Kelvin Jones <laughs> moving Flooding. forward? Yeah, what's your what's your world um, domination plans? Uh, I don't know if I should tell you. Um, not should tell you. I'll tell you, but I don't know if I should say it publicly. Um, all right. Well, I, I'll hint at it. I'll hint right, at it on. because it's it's a very very new idea that I was literally very excited about and just spoke to my manager and um, about yesterday and we we're just or, or two days ago and we we're just figuring it out. But essentially, um, you know what? I don't want you to guess. I don't want you to guess because, or at least not out loud, because you're going to guess it right and then it's going to be ruined. Uh, we can discuss afterwards. I hate it when I'm listening to podcasts and they say we're going to discuss it afterwards. I'm like, you all fucks, right. just just say it now or don't say it at all. Well, is it something it. that we can revisit down the line? 
Absolutely. Then, yeah, okay. So Absolutely. give us yeah, a hint. So there'll be a resolution. Right. There'll be a resolution right, to the story. It's just going right. to be... Maybe this is like a little cliffhanger. It's a cliffhanger <laughs> for the podcast. Yeah, that's so, it. So right now where I'm at is, is... As you know, I mean, you're one of the cleverest people in music. And the, the way you approach the way you approach what you do is not uh it's not accident it's not an accident you know from what i've seen like you know we work together not just in music but also in business and yeah. i and i i bow to your to your prowess man i'm i'm sat here going how the hell is he got a million things going on in his head and this organization all the, the things that i'm trying to get to you know these things Such are like an ego booster no but for real i don't, i i mean it i i i really i really mean it and so perhaps you'll understand this approach um when i started working on this song that I just released the issue that I had I was getting to a frustration where I felt like whenever I released a song with a DJ it would be a wild success and whenever I released one of my own songs it was just like meh and it was very I have to be honest it was calculated I was like I love the sound that that like these DJs have why can't I just do it that was my feeling I was like why do I have to have a and, and we spoke and we had di- different DJ names attached to the song and it was going to be you know a DJ collaboration and I kept on saying this is really obvious you know this is really what everyone expects if you see my name with a DJ on it this is I can see your wheels turning right now but I was like this is really obvious um, I think and, I've got it but I'm and, not going to say anything yeah. no no no, no, no. That's, we we, we, we we can check afterwards. We can talk afterwards. Um, Super and secret club. So, <laughs> so, so anyway, it was kind of a calculated move. And we're still to see, so far it's had a really strong start, like the best start to any song I've ever had. But, but we're still to see whether it's going to pan out. Because I just kind of said, what if I just do the thing that the DJ would do without the DJ. This is what what what, what <laughs> my voice went real weird. This is what what work. This is what cop. I nearly made it through the podcast without sounding funny. Damn it. <laughs> this is going to be the replay. You're going to use this as like the promo. It's like and Kelvin Jones. <laughs> um so I I what I was saying is like um I I essentially in a calculated way was like what if I just produce it in this way? And I don't have a DJ on. I just I just do it myself because I love this is what I was gonna say is this is what Coldplay have done many for many years, which is move with the times. They're still Coldplay, but then they'll do a song with Chainsmokers or they produce a song that sounds like this or whatever. But it's it's all current, mm. and that's how they've lasted. And if you look at anyone else, anyone who's lasted, they do their own thing. It's still their style, but they keep up with the times. You know, they keep up. If you look at Jay Z, look at Kanye, look at these people who've been around for a while. They they keep up with what's going on. And I was like, well. Why don't I just do that? And so with that in mind, that's sort of enough hints. I, I looked at this and I'm measuring, so to speak, how this goes, how this goes over with this song and going, okay, then that sort of will determine where the project sort of leads to next. I'm always going to do acoustic sad songs. I'm always going to do that. That's yeah. never going to be a, uh, that's never going to be in question. That's who I am. I can't stop shitting those songs out. So um, <laughs> I'm always going to do that. But it, this was sort of like a, an experiment to see how do people react? How do my fans react? How does radio, how does Spotify react if I just go and do a totally different, or not totally because it's, it's connected with what I did before, but something that's different than what they expect. Mm. And I don't sort of make an excuse for it by going, well, no, no, it's with a DJ or it's, it's with a rapper or it's with whatever it is, you know? And I just go, no, it's just me. Good luck. So Mate. that's, yeah, that's the plan for the future. I love it. Well, look, thank you so much um, for doing this and we'll, we're going to catch up a little bit down the line. But dude, thanks, this was lovely. For, this was fun, so, this, dude, this was so, so, so lovely. I, 
I never, I, I never knew that you, you were like this. I never knew that you had these deep questions. I spoke 99% of the time, but that's you the were point. so, but you were so, enga- that's what I, I felt like I had the excuse. I was like, you know, usually, usually when we talk, I, I would speak 0.5% less to accommodate so that you can have yeah. some, some words in the conversation. But I felt like today I have, I have the, well, I um, think for me, for me, this is, there's two parts of this podcast for me, like one's selfish and one's like the value that it gives to people. Cause like selfishly, yeah. there's a lot of people that I've come across in my life that have taught me like shitloads mm. and you're one of them. And and the people in this podcast are like people who have taught me amazing stuff, like the stuff you've gone through today, the lessons, the, 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 the history you've had, the way you think about life, the battles you've faced. And, and it's, I like to think of this as just a little like knowledge bank that I'm just like making deposits yeah, into man. just as a thing. And and Absolutely. the point the point is not for me to come on here and and you know like chat shit for an hour every time. I want to hear about you and mm. I want to hear about guests. But it's this been is, it's been a lot yeah. of fun. I really I really loved it. I did a uh, uh, I recorded my 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 dad when over Christmas similar setup without the cameras, just some microphones and asked him questions from his birth until I think we only got to 22 years old because there was so much going on. Yeah. Um, but that's something that I would encourage and getting a knowledge bank, especially of people that you love and look up to or whatever it is. I don't, I don't mean me. I mean, my dad, I wasn't saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like people like me who you look up to, <laughs> but I mean like, uh, like, like that, it's such a wor- worthwhile endeavor. And I appreciate you taking the time because I'm going to listen back to this and, lessons that i maybe you know things that i reminded myself of like ah, i should remember that i that should you know that's that's an important lesson going through so thank you thank you this has been a bunch of fun dude pleasure man all right well look i'm gonna i'm gonna have to dash now um, cool, cool, but cool. look thank you so much for for joining me on this one and yeah course, i'll catch man. you sometime soon and we'll, we'll see how your journey goes all right cheers man. legend all right lots Bye. of love dude